So remember I was saying last week how because we had done those trilogy of Star Trek episodes and we started kind of uh, drifting toward the later 50s and I'm like maybe I should go with the drift like maybe we are going kind of slow and I should move forward a little bit but I just can't do it I just can't because uh so I was like going through the list again of famous shows and I'm like okay let's just make sure I don't miss anything notable so this is all the way back to 1950 <laughs> we're back to back to where we were to ba- okay basic tv early. because uh I saw the Cisco Kid and it's just it's just this thing in my brain that's like, I've heard the name. I have too, the Cisco Kid. Yeah, and it's one of those things that, uh, and it turns out this actually is pretty interesting, this stuff about it, but because uh, it's just in my brain, I was like, I've heard the name, but I don't know why I know the name. Just, I know I should know what it is, basically. And it's like, this is the time. If I skip past the Cisco Kid now, I will go the rest of my life and never know what it is, you know? So I'm like... I mean, what's the point of doing this podcast if not to learn what the Cisco Kid is? <laughs> so, so I think we're just going to have to go at this glacially slow pace because uh, I just can't do it. I, I, like, why skip forward to Leave it to Beaver when I could learn well, about the Cisco know, Kid? Well, you know, I kind of like looking at this old stuff because uh, it impresses me that when you take how many few people had TV, how little advertising there was, how uh, the quality of TV, there wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of money out there to produce stuff. Yet some of the stuff we've seen is pretty damn hot. Yeah. Pretty good. So um, it's kind of interesting to watch this early, early stuff. Because the later stuff, you know, it's all well-developed and it's, it's uh, got lots of advertising. There's lots of money there. But this early stuff, it's kind of, it's very interesting because it's, you kind of look at it and say, geez, like, they did that, they did that, they did that, they had no money. Um they did a good job on it so i'm okay with going way back yeah i agree too because it is kind of like like grading on a curve where like like with indie movies like kevin smith's that movie clerks that he made for 20 grand and like mm-hmm. or when you see people just on youtube making stuff and it's like hey maybe it's not the best but that guy made that in his house <laughs> you know it is kind of that feeling of like yeah they didn't have all the resources in the world and it, yeah it's kind of cool and it turns out this story behind, I have no idea if the show is going to be any good. I have a feeling it's probably going to be pretty generic. But the story behind the Cisco Kid, this was way more interesting than I expected. So uh, so I was like, okay, Western thing, like who knows? We already had Lone Ranger and just all this generic 50s Western stuff. Maybe this is just one of those, you know, like how Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers, like just let's just copy or whatever. But it turns out Cisco Kid was like the first one or like real early where it was, again, a character from film, radio, television, comic books, all that stuff. But it's based on a short story from 1907, I believe. And it's that guy, O. Henry. You know, the dude who's famous for the twist endings, the gift of the Magi and all that shit? Yeah. So that was just interesting right away. I'm like, oh, I didn't expect that. (laughs) He wrote, O. Henry wrote the Cisco Kid, did he? Yeah, and, but again, because... Because he's so famous for his twist endings, the story is nothing like anything else. Like they, this thing, like they made a zillion movies. There must be 30 or 40 Cisco Kid movies because the first one came out in 1914. It was a silent film. So like this is way before all the other cowboy shit. But in all that stuff, in the comic books, in the radio and everything, he was just, just a good guy, you know, generic Cisco Kid, good guy. Whereas because O. Henry is famous for his twisty stories, in the story... The Cisco Kid was a bad guy who they, like, the marshals and stuff were trying to catch. 
And basically, the marshal who's trying to catch Cisco Kid starts having a relationship with Cisco Kid's girlfriend. And the girlfriend is like, okay, I'm going to help you catch the Cisco Kid because he's a bad dude. So then Cisco Kid, through all of his weird Machiavellian stuff, he sends word to the marshal that they... It's okay, so it's like complicated. It's like since the girlfriend was going to help the marshal catch Cisco Kid, Cisco Kid sends this information through the grapevine somehow that like, oh, the girlfriend said that in order to hide from the marshal, Cisco Kid's going to dress up in a dress so you won't be able to tell that it's him. So then the marshal sees a dude and a dress in night, you know, a silhouette, shoots the dress person and it was the girlfriend and Cisco Kid's like, haha, fuck you, Marshall. <laughs> I fucking tricked you and you thanks for shooting my no good cheating ex-girlfriend too while you're at it. See you later, sucker. And that's the story. So obviously, none of the stories that came after are like that, because that's pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. But but does Cisco Kid become somebody like Zorro who is anti-establishment, doesn't fit in, everybody thinks he's a bad guy, but he's really a good guy. I don't think it's even that much. I think it's just no shades of gray at all, because the way they describe it here is just, he was a murderous criminal in the story and a heroic caballero in everything else. Caballero means horseman, by yeah. the way. I looked that up, because I, okay. I didn't know that either. It's one of those things I've heard a million times, but I never knew yeah, what it was. Caballero. Yeah, I've heard it many times too, but I didn't really know. I just figured it was some Spanish reference. <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Again, like I was saying, I don't know if the show will be any good, but just the background information is like, oh, I'm glad I didn't skip past it because I never would have guessed in a million years that this was the progenitor of the other Westerns and that it was an O. Henry story and that he was a total dick. <laughs> that's all very weird. So uh, also this thing's in color, and I thought they must have colorized it later, but it turns out it's the first TV series filmed in color. Really? So in 1950? 1950. So wow. That's another bonus. Uh, so then, despite the fact that this thing was popular as hell, and like I said, there's like 30 or 40 movies, especially, so many movies, but after this TV show, there was a very long absence where the uh, Cisco Kid didn't show up again until a made-for-TV movie in 1994, so that's a huge break, and then another long absence where it didn't show up again until a 2021 episode of the Calling Home podcast with Keith and Barb. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone's talked about Cisco Kid since 94. We're bringing it back. So there we go. This is episode one of the show. It's called Boomerang from September 5th, 1950. And yeah, this is just on YouTube if anybody wants to watch it. Let's that guy's got on his shirt. Oh. Okay, like he's like Robin Hood. So I guess you're right. <laughs> they said <Yeah>. it already. <laughs> Duncan Ronaldo and Carrillo as Poncho. So I got to assume that this show was probably kind of more meant for kids, right? Because their attitude was so playful. Meanwhile, though, they're constantly pointing guns at people and throwing knives and even the kiss at the end was literally at gunpoint and everyone treats it like, haha, funny, wacky thing. I don't know, just the tone of this was super not threatening, you know? 
Yeah, but it had a lot of guessing. Like it took us a while to figure out what was going on. Yeah. So I, I still don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I didn't uh, yeah, totally I'm, follow yeah, that me plot. Either. <laughs> <laughs> me either. But what was different about it, as opposed to those earlier ones that we had seen, this one kind of kept you guessing. Like, what's who's that, and what's going on? And yeah, it must have been like they were trying to keep with their O. Henry lineage a little bit, with some twists and turns and jukes and stuff. But I guess it's just some guy robbed a bank and he hired some other dudes to dress up like the Cisco kid and Poncho. So that they would get the blame and be jailed for it. And I guess that's it. They just figure out who it was and beat them up. But did they? Okay, they robbed the bank. But what was all that stuff about breaking into that great big safe at the end? Well, I think that's where the money from the bank robbery was. So now they can yeah, return Yeah, right, because it was some, yeah, because there was some highfalutin character about town who... Right. Who, who organized all this, yeah. So then they brought back the money and then proved their innocence. But yeah, it was funny. The very first thing we noticed was Cisco Kid. Well, first off, that yeah, for the Cisco Kid, he's easily 38 years old. <laughs> but, and Poncho's even older. Uh, but his he's got this really ostentatious outfit. Like, Poncho's pretty normally dressed for a, a cowboy. But yeah, the Cisco Kid, it's like... Hopalon Cassidy was similar, yeah, where he's like the one guy in town with this beautiful, elaborate, perfect suit with the fancy so white design. So if you want to be incognito about anything, well, you're not incognito in those outfits. Like, yeah. you just stand right out, like, woo. Which is kind of what glam. this whole plot was kind of predicated on, right? Because that's all they had to do to impersonate Cisco Kid and Poncho is dress one guy up really fancy and the other guy up like a paunchy schlub <laughs> and it's like well it was clearly them yeah and i guess we also noticed it's definitely mexican tinged obviously so like they have these sort of stereotypical mexican accents but they also have the kind of big larger brim hats. hats instead of uh, instead of your standard little fancy cowboy hat with a little dip in the front and a little dip in the top no right. these were these were big brimmed which makes sense if you're traveling around in the desert you don't want some little rinky dink cowboy hat yeah so that's kind of neat just that you get that sort of more southernly Texas, Mexico feel. I gotta say, uh, for a 1950s production of early television, this was far superior to the other westerns that we watched, which told you the story in the first five seconds. You knew who was who, what was going on. This one kept you guessing. It's like, okay, I don't understand. Who's that? Is is that the real guys? Is that not the real... What? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Like, you did mention, like, when they they catch one of the guys who was impersonating them, and... uh, Again, the the tone is so weird because they're just laughing and acting jovial, but meanwhile they're like threatening this man's life. <laughs> but they, he finally breaks and he's like, "Okay, I'll tell you." But then, like you mentioned, they uh, he didn't then actually explain. Then they go to the next scene. Whereas, do you remember in uh, I guess it was uh, the Lone Ranger, the voiceover guy literally explained yeah. every single thing. Had to thing. tell you everything just in case you were too <laughs> stupid to figure it all yeah. out for yourself. Well, this one, we didn't quite figure it out, so I guess we are too stupid to figure it out. Maybe we needed a narrator. But it was nice of them to, yeah, like, uh, you know, to, to give us that uh, opportunity. We probably just weren't really paying attention. It's probably our own fault. But, uh, but yeah, and also, I guess... But, some, but sometimes the dialogue was difficult to understand. Yeah. I found the voice was low, for one thing, but it wasn't just that. Um, it was kind of convoluted. Some of this conversation was not, it was not in your face. Let me tell you what's happening here. You kind of had to figure it out. And I found that very interesting about this show, which I, I think it was pretty good for its time. Yeah, the tone definitely was different because, yeah, in the other like Western shows, everyone is so stoic 
and so bland, where here is like weird that they're so jovial, but at least it was different. And we saw the stereotypical things that we saw so many times in later westerns. Okay, like the gun or the uh, fire or whatever that comes through the back window of the jail, which has got the little viewing window outside, but a big enough bar so you can throw stuff in. We saw the Cisco kid comes flying out of some place and, of course, off a balcony and onto his poor horse who just kind of, who buckled buckled a little bit, (laughs) which in other shows, the horse never buckles at all. But this one, he kind of like sank a little bit. like, oh, geez, what's happening to me here? And tears off. Um, so there were there were scenes like that that were obviously used over and over and over again by future television shows that are of this nature. Yeah, the thing about the window in the jail cell just kills me because that also happened in that one we watched with uh, Michael Landon and uh, DeForest Kelly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like if people are constantly tossing things through the and jail window. window to help the people inside, I just feel like there should you just shouldn't have the, the but, window. <laughs> but, as I said to you while we were watching it, I think that maybe jails were really like that. They had the, the inside bars, but there had to be a window facing the outside. Because otherwise, why would all of these shows have that? Well, I mean, I guess it could be either either it is that that's how it really was, or it's just, like, writers definitely fall into ruts where they're just writing things they've seen other writers write. Yeah. You know, which is kind of how the whole old West thing became. Yeah, because you think you get enough guns and you get enough candles and things thrown through the back window, you think they'd put a grate across there. Keep the open window if you want. So you get air coming in, but for Christ's sake, put a grate. It'd be kind of interesting to know, like, what were jails like? But yeah, that's one of those things I don't even... Like how we we researched about the high noon gunfight, and that's pretty easy to find, but like, what would you even search for? Like, Construction of jails, 1880. But but specifically about windows, like I just feel like it'd be a a difficult internet search. It (laughs) might be possible, but it wouldn't be one of those just type one thing. The internet's got everything on it. Yeah, I mean, because I just wonder if anyone else has this this issue, or it's just us. But all (laughs) in all, considering this is the first of those type of shows that were made in TV. Well, I don't know if it was the first. I mean, the character was the first because he started in 1907. But 1950, it had to be pretty early right right and i think the the sets and stuff being high quality could be because they made so many movies so maybe they just use and and if it was the first show in color they clearly didn't want to just make a shitty show in color (laughs) that'd be weird to do so yeah they probably put all their eggs into this one basket and i think it ran 157 episodes or something pretty good run yeah pretty good run but obviously i i think it was because it had a few things that kept people's interest rather than putting it all so blatantly in front of you that you didn't have to think about anything, which is what the majority of these TV shows were like. These early these early TV shows, the westerns, you knew immediately who was the good guy, who was the bad guy. It's funny, though, how much this one didn't survive. You know, like, we would... Like, all the western stuff obviously died out in general, but there was at least occasional Lone Ranger stuff and occasional Zorro or whatever, where, like I was saying, like this thing disappeared until a made-for-TV movie in 94, which barely counts as a thing. <laughs> like, this was the end of the road for the Cisco Kid. But part of... May, it may have been, as you said, the Cisco Kid was at least 38 years old. I think he may have even been older than that. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a really handsome guy. Right. He's, uh, you know, he's not ugly. But he's not one of these like hunks where the, the female audience would just, oh my God, I gotta watch that because he's just so gorgeous. He was not gorgeous. Poncho, 
as the sidekick has a paunch. Yeah. Well, you know, he's not... Neither of those star characters um, were really handsome, handsome men, which Azoro is, Batman, uh, any of those. They're all, like, really good-looking men. Or I always think of... Did you ever see that movie? I don't know if you did, but it was big to us when we were kids, uh, Young Guns, in, like, the early 90s, where it's, like, Christian Slater and all the hunks of the day being Billy the Kid and stuff. Like, yeah, so compared to that, this guy is, like, their grandpa. (laughs) Yeah, and he... But he's a very normal-looking man. Right. Very average-looking. Well, that does not appeal to the viewing audience who... They like watching these handsome men. And uh, Cisco Kid in this show is not... A really attractive man. He's not bad looking, but he's not certainly not a heartthrob. Yeah, and I guess too because it was, you know, westerns were the thing back then. There was a lot of competition. There's a million westerns. So yeah, like, why would you watch this one? I mean, it was pretty good. It was all right, but you know, I'd take, I'd watch the other ones just as readily. If I wanted to watch a western, I wouldn't be too picky. I guess I just like they're all they're all the reason westerns. Why I would like this one is, uh, as I say, everything wasn't just put in front of me on a platter. Yeah. I had to kind of watch it a little closely, and we didn't watch it closely enough. But it was a show that you had to kind of concentrate a little bit on it to figure out what was happening. Jail cells in westerns. So, yeah, I had to uh, just record a quick little addendum. I was going to end the episode there, but just, just for the so hell of it. there's somebody else asking the same yeah, question. Just, just to test it, I just Googled uh, Old West Jail Cells Windows. <laughs> so... So, yeah, did jail cells and westerns always have a window to an alley? <laughs> Article from 2010. Jail cells and westerns always have a window to an alley where pals of the prisoner can toss notes or guns through. <laughs> How accurate is that? So, uh, I guess I was wrong. It's easy to, <laughs> Here's to find. The answer. Jail cells were as different as the towns where they existed. Some were built of bricks and mortar, others were made of adobe, stone, or wood. Many didn't have windows, sometimes didn't even have jails. Uh, Wickenburg, Arizona, for example, chained its prisoners to a jail tree, who were usually just drunks that they would then release when they sobered up. So I'm sure some jail cells had windows that opened into alleys, but for the most part, that's a Hollywood invention. As you noted, the Westerns always had a window in the back to help with a jailbreak. (laughs) Or yeah, they tie ropes around the jail cell bars and pull them out too. In reality, cell windows were just large enough to create a draft during the heat of summer, and during cold weather, they could be easily covered. So, okay. <laughs> so mostly no. A Hollywood, but, a Hollywood invention. But man, I'm glad we looked that up because again, you never know when you're going to learn a weird, interesting timbit. Like just getting tied to the jail tree—that you know fucking what? sucks. Whatever, whatever you put into your little podcast, there you need to finish off. Yeah, yeah, Madden that in for sure. That reference. <laughs> Yeah, because, again, yeah, like you were saying, oh, the Internet's got a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, I, I underestimated how see, easy that well, was. Well, and find. I just presume that everybody's got it. In every friggin' movie you see, everybody's got it. Right. So you just presume that, well, yeah, you build a jail, you build a window in the back. But, right. when, but when they say they make a small window just for an airflow, yeah, they probably were like a little window just like this. Yeah, and I presume that, you know, we were talking in uh, the DeForest Kelly episode about how the Old West had become such a fake version of what the reality was. So that's probably part of it. It's just like some writer changed a little thing. So then the next writer kept that change. And the next thing you know, yeah. the whole thing doesn't make any sense. And see, a lot of the movies, now we saw it in this, which is a TV show. But when you think back to movies that had like Gary Cooper, Henry Ford, the Henry Ford Westerns, they all had them too. So this was probably a carryover from those movies that were made 
gaudy. I'm saying the 1930s, but Christ, you could probably go back into the 1920s to silent film and all that stuff, and you probably saw the same thing. So that's been carried over from 30, 40 years. And O'Henry writing the story in the early 1900s, maybe he introduced the freaking thing about a window in the back that you could throw a gun through. Yeah, maybe. And everybody picked up on it. Who, who knows? But I definitely noticed that in general with writing. It's just... Yeah, like people, instead of writing from a true experience, they're just writing what someone else wrote. Like, especially with just the way turns of phrase and dialogue and the way people behave. But one of the big ones is telephones. In real life, you never hang up the phone without saying goodbye. In TV, they always hang up the phone without saying goodbye, just because that's what you always do in TV, (laughs) you know? It's a weird example, but that kind of stuff's everywhere. Of just, yeah, just TV tropes. So... Anyway, I couldn't believe it, though. Like, just that random search. It was the first result. Yep, that was the easiest was. search of all time. Now so. we know. So, there we go.